Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molin, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that this world has to offer. This week, we're going preschool as we take a look back at Rosie and Jim and Tots TV, two of the most iconic and best children's programs the UK has ever produced. And we take a special look at a special dinosaur with special skills, Barney. We'll talk about this very creature and the long-running show Barney and Friends. And without further ado, let's get started. And joining me as ever, with a big smirk on his face as I was talking about Barney, producer Paul. How's it going, man? You good? You know what? Seeing as you pulled that smirk, we can um, start with uh, Barney and Friends. So let's go back to April 1992 and uh, some of the things happening in the world. Mafia boss John Gotti is found guilty of five murders, conspiracy to murder, loan sharking, illegal gambling, obstruction of justice, bribery, tax evasion and killing Barney. No, he didn't do that. But uh, (laughs) all those uh, all those other things uh, he did. John Major was elected Prime Minister of the United Kingdom after the Conservative Party won the most votes in British electoral history. There was an all-star concert in memory of Freddie Mercury held at Wembley Stadium. Beethoven was in the cinemas. Love that film. That is an amazing film. Corny as hell, but I love corny. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, it's just fun, isn't it? Like it's all, really, all the dog movies are great. It's such a simple watch as well. He's it's a St. Bernard, Straightforward. Yeah, St. Bernard, Bernard, yeah. But it's, it's such a straightforward watch. Yeah. Doesn't require you to do much thinking and solving. Sometimes they're the best movies. Yeah. Especially around the seasonal time. And Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams was number one. I think uh, my sisters, who are a big fan of Ugly Betty, will know that Vanessa Williams plays Wilhelmina in Ugly Betty. But before embarking on an acting career, she was a singer and Save the Best for Last was uh, number one in April 1992. So that brings us on to Barney. Woo! Woo! Cue fanfare and... Jubilation. Uh, okay, so uh, Barney was uh, a purple anthropomorphic Tyrannosaurus Rex who com- conveys educational messages through songs and small dance routines with a friendly, optimistic attitude. Obviously, it was a children's television series that was aimed at children aged one to eight. And it was created by Cheryl Leach and produced by Hit Entertainment. There is a nice story about how she came up with the idea. So she had a son who loved the show We Sing Together. And once she realized that there was no other videos that could appeal to her son, she started to create a series of home videos called Barney and the Backyard Gang. And so she made these videos, put them out for sale. And then in 1991, the uh, the daughter of a TV exec in Connecticut rented one of the videos 
and completely fell in love with it. Rifkin watched it and he thought, you know what? This could actually sell. This could actually be really, really good. And his whole thing was that Barney's not going to be as neurotic as Big Bird. And so he thought this could be something that could really, really sell. And hey, presto, we got ourselves a show. So uh, you need to stop glaring at me like that and just just say what's on your mind. Just let it out. Okay, so do you know, do you know um, when we're saying like uh, the some of these shows aren't holding up to what we've thought about as kids and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. some some of the shows haven't quite yeah, yeah. met up to our expectations. Yeah. This show did, but not in a good way. <laughs> I I despised this as a kid, and I despised it now. Why? It I do you know I can't quite. Put, first of all. Um, big fan of dinosaurs, right? Could have fooled me. Uh, no, hear me out. So there was a show called Dinosaurs as well. That was I liked that more. The, the guy had a lumberjack jacket and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. Anyway, sure. the T Rex is my favorite dinosaur, and so you should love Barney in theory. Then in theory, but Barney is this purple, annoying, singing dinosaur that should be eating the children, not singing with them. But he's in their imagination. Yeah, even worse, man, because I don't even know. It's just like, it is one of the most, first of all, it's really long. <laughs> it's like an hour. It's per... only about half hour. What are you talking no, about an hour? Was... It's the... about half hour. So I got through two halves of uh, two episodes right now. It's 28 minutes. I watched them. There were 52 minutes or something like that, these shows. Not, 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 not one show. I watched two of them and they were both an hour long. You must have watched the special or you must have watched two back to back. No, I watched Play Play School, something about Play School and then something about a play playground. Barney's definitely not that long. But one of them was like, do you know, there was, so there's two voices of Barney. One of them was definitely the old one. And yeah, one, you might have watched. Even the new ones were like, again, half an hour max. No, this one was 52 minutes, man. Well, if it was going to end... I well, didn't... seeing as you hated it, it probably felt like it was 52 minutes, but I bet it was like 22. Nah, man. Definitely definitely, it was 28 minutes I watched of it. Because I was like... I was desperate to watch it and to give it a chance and to, you know, to try and... No, you didn't. ...take in. And I was like, no, man. This is, this is just the worst thing for me to watch. <laughs> First of all, like, musicals in general, I can't stand. I don't understand that whole breaking into song... Th- like thing but every five minutes he's got a new song so the breakdown of Barney and Friends so it starts with the children doing an activity it probably has something to do with the episode and then they the children imagine something and then psh, Barney comes into life and he transforms and he appears in the children's imagination so they're, it's all in their heads, essentially, is what I think I picked up from Barney. And then the main plot of the episode will take part. And then this is where Barney and the children, or maybe some of the characters like Baby Bop, BJ or Riff, they're going to learn about whatever the topic happens to be, whatever it's about. And they'll, as you say, they'll sing 
lots and lots of songs that go with the topic. All the time. And then in the end, Barney will conclude by singing the I Love You song, which I, I, I like it. I, I think it's very cute. I think it's very lovely. You know what? It's so funny because every, every episode I was watching of Barney, I was like, please stop this show. Stop the pain. And then the I Love You song will come on and I'll be like, I don't even know why I was mad in the first place. <laughs> and then obviously when they did a, a Mexico themed episode, they had one of the characters sing I Love You, the I Love You song in Spanish, which I thought was cute. But no, yeah, that's the uh, the the format. But yeah, I think because we're because we're British, and we want Britain corny, to be British. Corny doesn't. We're not about that corny life in this country. And Barney was incredibly corny. Now, okay, I actually remember watching Barney loads when I was a kid. He used to come on. I think CITV really really early in the mornings. I would get up and I would I would watch Barney. But when it when it wasn't on TV, I wasn't missing it. I wasn't saying, oh man, when's Barney coming on? When's it coming yeah. on? It was one of those where it was on. I watched it. I kind of liked it. I didn't love all the singing. Cause like for example they're I don't know making a paper mashy ball. And they're going to be singing about it. Rolling the ball up, rolling the ball up, rolling the ball up with the paper mache. And it's like, okay, that's a cute song. Now we're going to go outside and play in the rain. Now we're going to go outside and play in the rain. Now we're going to go outside and play with the rain. And it's like, for God's sake, we get it. Just go outside and play in the rain. You'll have a lot more time to play in the rain if you stop singing about it. <laughs> <laughs> what was it was it a Nickelodeon show I feel like it was very Nickelodeon it was PBS because it's educational uh, was for it, kids was it educational though yes I think what we have to remember is it's for one and eight year olds I mean I can't I, mean, I can't imagine a now show now that you actually have a child in that age group he didn't even watch it I'm telling you that <laughs> <laughs> he took one look at he took one look at it he's like I'm out I'm are you go, sure I'm gonna go play with the car keys let me <laughs> let me let me let me go bring him over right quick we can watch Barney together I'm telling you he will not watch it there's two things he likes he likes uh, he likes Only Fools and Horses and one other thing he watches okay then and then what oh, does he watches racing and then, and then what does he like to watch he likes racing no not what you like what he likes? Hey, you you can't tell me he doesn't sit what nicely and watch watch football with oh, you. Oh, he likes football. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But like, not <laughs> only fools and horses and racing. I'm like, I'm like, Tom about you. He Tom about the baby. We both like it. He, he does like me. Tom and Jerry. He does like Tom and Jerry. But he honestly, he did. He didn't sit still for. Um, he sat still for Tots TV and for Rosie and Jim. Ah. Not for long, but he sat still. But he did not sit still for Barney. He took one look at him, uh, kind of just stood there, and it was like, nah, this one ain't for me. <laughs> now, what you're... 
Believe it or not, Barney did win a daytime Emmy for outstanding live and direct to tape sound mixing in 2001. Direct to tape sound mixing. Can you mixing? take a guess as one? to who they won it with? What do you it mean? Was a joint win. Oh, uh, Sesame Street. No. Think, think kind of outside of the box. Uh, was it a kids' show? It's a quiz show. A quiz show? Yeah. Well known for me? Very well known. Uh, Family Fortunes? No. Um, American? American. Is, R- this game show is all around the world. Um, so there's not many I can think of that are all around the world. Um, um, <laughs> Calm down. You ran out of time. The answer was who wants to be a millionaire. I was going to say, I didn't think it was out then. What year did they win the Emmy? It was 2001. Oh, uh, if you see, if I, I thought it was like 90. I was going back to like I 91. Just said 2001. Uh, I wasn't listening to that bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was, I was thinking like when it came out in like 91 or 92. You said 91, right? Or 92. 92. Um, so I was thinking back then, I was, like, I was like, it can't be that because that's not out yet. I was going to go Weakest Link or... Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? But then I was like, they're not out. The weakest link. <laughs> I was watching that on, um, was it Challenge the other day? Not yeah, Challenge. It comes on now, Challenge, doesn't it? Challenge? Yeah. So, uh, okay, now, you may not be alone in your Barney hate. And for whatever reason or not, Barney was incredibly maligned and got a lot of criticism, got a lot of praise. So you had Yale University researchers, Dorothy and Jeremy Singer. They called the program a model of what preschool television should be. However, Charva Willing Levy wrote in Parents Magazine in February 1994, titled The Bad News About Barney. And what he said was, and I quote, His shows do not assist children in learning how to deal with negative feelings and emotion. As one commentator puts it, the real danger from Barney is denial. The refusal to recognize the existence of unpleasant realities. For along with his steady diet of giggles and unconditional love, Barney offers our children a one-dimensional world where everyone must be happy and everything must be resolved right away. And... In a court case, Ted Giannolas called Barney a ubiquitous and insipid creature. What was the court case about? I have no idea. Just actually. a random just court. Said, I just need to get something oh, off I think, my chest. I think, I think there was a... I think he owned the San Diego chicken mascot. And I think he might have been suing Barney. Really? Perhaps. And Barney and Friends was ranked 50th in TV Guide's 2002 list of 50 worst TV shows of all time. Is 50 of the worst or 50 of the best of the 50? You'd have to have seen the best of the 50, right? Yeah, so that's not a bad thing, is it? I mean... I mean, it's bad enough... I mean, it's bad that you would get ranked. Yeah. But, but being 50 out of 50 is not that's, the worst That's thing. not the worst. That's like a hollow victory almost. I mean, considering that... Look, I don't... I think most people can agree it's pretty irritating. Yeah. The the constant singing and the always happy and this and dancing around all the time. But it's a kid's show, man. Like the, the production's pretty good for a kid's, yeah, for a kid's show. Yeah, uh, and Jerry Franklin, who was the head of Connecticut Public Television, said, 
When adults say they do not like Barney, in a way, we take that as a compliment. Barney is not designed for parents, whereas Sesame Street is designed for parents and children. We made a conscious decision to make Barney simple. It is not a program for parents. Barney relates to preschoolers. We think he speaks to them at their level, which is in simple terms and with music. I don't Fair necessarily enough. think you need the music. But then again, but, uh, I'll, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning. I didn't like it as a kid either. I thought it was annoying then. I think I think a lot of British kids probably felt that way. That's why I don't think there was such a, a clamour in the UK for Barney. Yeah. And me personally, as a kid, I didn't gravitate to Barney as much as I did to Sesame Street. Yeah, I think... Which that's probably the only thing that you can really compare it with, considering both shows had incredibly long runs. Yeah. Sesame Street's still going on to this day. Barney ran, what, until 2010? Really? It went so for it that long? went on wow. almost... Yeah, about 20 odd years almost. So that is incredible to be fair. Like you can't you can't take that away from yeah, from the show. Yeah. Obviously it, de- it definitely has a really good following and and um, sort of a real big fan base, but I wasn't part of it. Mm. So uh do you want to talk about some of the episodes of Barney that you watched? So I got through two halves like I said. Um <laughs> and I will find them and show you that they were an hour long. The first was about a it uh, was about a school. It was kind of set in a school and I just don't know. They, they were doing an ABC song and then they were talking about uh, you're not here to have fun, you're here to learn. I think you, one An of, ABC song? Were you watching a video about the Jackson 5? No. I'm surprised you actually know the song. I do know the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> but honestly, I can't... There's not much to differentiate the episodes. They all just kind of singing along and jumping around there was one the other episode i watched started off with um one one little boy lost his kite and then they got barney to come and then this other boy felt a bit useless because he couldn't do it and then he someone lost their ball under the this building and then he went under it and barney couldn't get it and he was like oh he's the good guy again and then they did this um Little Red Riding Hood, but one of the little girls didn't want it to be red, so they called it Little Yellow Riding Hood. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I was like kind of um, hanging on by the skin of my teeth with this show pretty much <laughs> all the way through. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, the runtime between 92 and 2005 was 30 minutes, and it was 15 minutes from 2005 to 2010. 15? One yeah, five? Yeah. Okay. You, you, sorry, you, you tell me what you watched and i will find proof so i watched the pilot which was titled the queen of make-believe so the queen the queen of make-believe so this is where barney is teaching the kids how to use their imagination obviously the educational theme of this episode is imagination so He's basically telling them that you can use your imaginations in so many different cool ways. Yeah. Such as seeing Barney himself, such as playing about. You can be the queen. You can have a sing and sing and dance with it. And like you, I was hanging on by a thread. Like I was doing other things. Like, you know how you have something on in the background? Yeah. In terms of like noise and, and, and what have you. And then the other one, yeah, I watched was Hola Mexico. So... Again, the educational theme of this episode was Mexico. And Lucy, one of the characters, she receives a letter from her abuelito or her granddad. Uh, uh. And 
basically Barney and the kids decide to have a fiesta in the classroom or wherever they are. And they're basically learning how to make like lots of Mexican food, learning how to make guacamole, learning how to make the um, salsa. And Barney has a taste of salsa and he's like, oh, this is too hot. This is too hot. And yeah, and as I was saying, in the end, they sing the I Love You song, but in Spanish. And as you can hear in the background, you can hear the I Love You song in Spanish. Because it sounds lovely and I love the Spanish language. So there you go. Did you learn Spanish at school? Oh, yeah, that was my uh, language of choice. Oh, really? I say, I say choice, <laughs> but we kind of went with it. Because it was like, it was um, in our school, it was like they divided half the kids doing Spanish, half the kids doing French. So we had um, French, and if you were good at French, you also got to learn German. So I was just learning French. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think anyone really took their language with them from school. Yeah, I mean, who knew it would be so important later in life? Uh, if I'd have learned French properly... You'd be on... able to understand Tots TV perfectly well. But I can understand we'll a little bit into. of what she said. Who? The, the girl in... Tilly. Uh, Tilly. But yeah, anyway, we'll, 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 we'll get to Tots TV shortly. But, uh... Okay, yeah, so, Barney. What? Is there anything you'd like to, to add? Oh, 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 and the... Uh, I did watch the last ever episode of Barney. It was basically about how... The kids are learning about Earth Day and Barney sort of takes them off to some rainforest. And gets trophy hunted. And <laughs> no. And basically they're learning about Mother Nature, the importance of Mother Nature and looking after the environment, making sure that they don't waste, making sure that they recycle, all that good stuff. So that was a, a pretty good way to to end Barney and... For it to come to an end but uh in look in terms of legacy in terms of barney i don't hate it as much as you i don't hate it as much as some of the stuff that i've read including the uh the article in parents magazine from chava willing levy willig levy but uh yeah, like for for UK audiences, I can see how this could struggle to really m make its way into UK homes and and audiences. Like it's not very British to always be up and about and be singing and dancing. And I mean, it, it is, but only like in very small doses. I think the the, the British people tend to be a lot more subdued. Yeah. Th than. Um... Than the Americans in general. Like, who cares? It's raining. Yeah. It's raining again. Oh. Like, oh, oh, dear. Stay inside. But yeah, it's like, that's what it was. Wet play. It's raining. Wet play. You go inside. You watch words and pictures. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... Like, with Barney, everything's a sing and dance. Everything's like... Because I just remember watching it. And the amount of times I had to... Like, I was rolling my eyes when they started singing a song again. Oh, not another song. You just sang one a minute ago. <laughs> what are you singing now? Like They should do one. Barney comes to Britain. I'm thinking, 
what a big old crescendo. You just had a song literally a minute ago. What do you need to be singing <laughs> about now? Okay. You sang like you were outside. We get it. You sang in Spanish. We get it. Now you're singing about making salsa. We get it. Like, oh no, yeah. Okay, I'll leave it on a positive note. Like Barney was iconic all around the world. He managed to reach the homes of all the all all around the world. There was like videos of Barney in Korean and in Hebrew and in Spanish and probably Arabic as well. So it 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 went all around the world, and I'm not sure how long it lasted in TV screens in them countries because i'm sure they would probably have lost the will to live after like five minutes but point is barney went all around the world and uh good job yeah i can't you can't take anything away from it really in that respect like yeah but yeah and it shared an emmy with who wants to be a millionaire so how about that Right, now let's uh, come to uh, the head-to-head or the real specials. I think this one's going to be a real pick Actually, it's not. I, I, I do know who I'm going to pick. But uh, we'll start with Rosie and Jim. So this is also September 1990. And some of the other things that happened in the world, you had the Iraqi president at the time, Saddam Hussein, urging Arabs to rise against the West. Also, the first Pizza Hut opened up in the Soviet Union and China. Postcards from the Edge was in the cinemas. And Can't Live Without Your Love and Affection by Nelson was number one. Don't know it. I didn't either. Really? Uh, (laughs) This is going to be the first one. There's plenty that I've not known. But uh, yeah, let's uh, go with Rosie and Jim first. So this was a British children's television program produced by Ragdoll Productions. Also, other programs of Ragdoll Productions include Tots TV that we're going to be doing later. The Teletubbies, Brum. I was going to say Brum. Boba or Booba. In the Night Garden. No way. And the adventures of Abney and Teal and Twirly Woos. Don't know what that is, but In the Night Garden's massive. Obviously, Ragdoll Productions was founded by Anne Wood, and she was also the producer of Rosie and Jim. And so Rosie and Jim are two ragdolls who live aboard a narrowboat called the Ragdoll, which is from Birmingham. Obviously, they sit there with their concertina on their laps and they come alive when no one is looking to explore the world that they pass by on the canal. I always thought it was a um, accordion. I mean, accordion's the big one, right? With the uh, keys on it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just, just, uh, yeah, concertina, yeah, okay. And obviously, they learn... And they experience loads and loads of things by following the ragdoll's owner. There was um, different ones throughout the series on their ventures, and they secretly join in, causing trouble. You've got Rosie, who's the female ragdoll, and she carries a bag that has her name written on it. And Jim, the male ragdoll, he's carrying a notebook, 
as the song of the lyrics goes, with Rosie's bag, Jim's drawing book. And yeah, and segues nicely into Duck, who sits atop the ragdoll boat, and he quacks whenever there are no humans around, and it's a way of letting Rosie and Jim know that the coast is clear. Now, as I said, there was three different people who rode the ragdoll. Uh, John Cunliffe, who actually created Rosie and Jim, he started off in 1990, and he's also known as Fizzgog. That's what Rosie and Jim used to call him. Oh, look, it's Fizzgog. Oh, Fizzgog, Fizzgog. And then you had Pat Hutchins, who was Loopy Loops, because she used to have really big earrings. She was the era that I watched of Rosie and Jim more than any of the others. And then you had Neil Brewer at the end, who was Tootle. And so a little thing about each one. So John Cunliffe was an author. And obviously he used to write stories about Rosie and Jim. And so he would obviously start every episode going, right, let's come up with a story for Rosie and Jim. And so he would write the stories. And so everything that he would do, he would then translate that into a story. And so he would say, this is what I think Rosie and Jim would have done if they were real and they could, you know, move around and whatnot. And yeah, John Cunliffe also created Postman Pat. And then Pat Hutchins was an illustrator. And so she creates pictures. So every episode of the Pat Hutchins era, it will start with like a, a line and then at the end of the episode she would color in and she would draw Rosie and Jim doing an adventure of some sort. Neil Brewer was a singer and musician and he used to play the concertina and the harmonica and he would he'd go out on his adventure getting up to all sorts and then he'd come back at the end and he would sing a song. And yeah, so Rosie and Jim... Okay, so this was like much more up my street than Barney. Of course uh, it is, because it's just so lovely and, 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 and British, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I didn't know about the other two hosts. I can't remember them when I was a kid. I only remember the chap, the um, John Canliffe one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I used to watch, yeah, I used to remember his one too. Um, but I don't remember them, there being any other hosts. And even when I was doing uh, my homework, yeah, yeah, I didn't watch any with, without him in it. Yeah. One thing that was nearly a deal breaker for me <laughs> was mm. at the beginning he uses two marker pens to draw the I thought his handwriting was dreadful and that's oh, coming from me. Oh his handwriting is pretty terrible, but my handwriting is illegible sometimes. <laughs> yeah, same. And I was like, damn man <laughs> and my handwriting, I was like, I got it good if that's your <laughs> handwriting. I wasn't allowed to write in pen until I was in year six. <laughs> I, had to write <laughs> I had to do my handwriting SATs exam twice. Really? Because it was so bad. And the teacher was just like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, run it back. You you need to run this test back. Like, your handwriting, like, you are not going to get a level four or whatever the, the passing level you needed. So I just remember, like, I think I think I took an hour. Really? Just to make sure it was... Yeah, like, my handwriting was no notorious bad 
notoriously bad. I, I used to get, like, my parents used to give me pelters for like how bad my handwriting was. <laughs> like, what? I was, yeah, the, and I looked like John Cunliffe, and I was like, man, you handwriting is. I did hear once, once upon a time that a bad handwriting is a sign of intelligence because your brain um, is working faster than your hands. Keep going. Um, Keep going. I'll but, take that. <laughs> uh, how true that is, I don't know. I am so smart. <laughs> I am so smart. Again, I'm going to use a Simpsons reference. I think, yeah, Homer's like going, I am so smart because he gets, he, he gets like a diploma and he's like, I am so smart. S-M-A-R-T. <laughs> and then his diploma's burning in the background. <laughs> I can't remember what episode he's that like was. S-M-A-T. He's like, yeah, S M A R T A A R T, and his diploma's burning. And he's like, ah, stop it, stop it. Um. Anyway, oh yeah, the pens. So I can't. No, what's wrong with that? So I can't stand the noise of oh, felt such a tips. Nice pen. Now felt that's a nice tips on, sound. on paper. It's <laughs> yeah, it it sends my teeth on edge. So I so I was I had what? to. You're, 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 you're treating it like as if it's like a a fingernail on a blackboard. Yeah. So that, no, I don't care about fingernails on a blackboard. I don't care about... What about with metals yeah. together? Yeah, that doesn't bother no! me. <laughs> Forks on a on a plate doesn't bother me. What the hell is wrong with you? But you, but, but you don't mind the natural sound of a pen... Not pen, felt, felt Yeah, felt felted it. pen smacking a pa- uh, paper. Yeah, that's... <laughs> It's that and um, the noise of someone banging their mic. No, joke. <laughs> no, it's 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 that and um, polystyrene. The noise of poly- someone squeaking polystyrene. What what is wrong with you? Let's uh, let's talk about episodes of uh, Rosie and Jim. Now, what did you uh, bring yourself to watch? I, because I, I, um, I was watching it on YouTube, so I could scrub through the timeline and see when he's drawn that line, and I just started from there every time. Um, it was a lifesaver. I mean, it was great because these were only like fifteen-minute episodes, right? Um, so I watched a few of them, and my top note was felt tips nearly killed it for me. Um, uh, I watched one where they went to. It's literally like the, the format for every kid's, British kids TV show, right? So it's like, oh no, I broke my rope. Now I need to go and get some rope. Let's find out how rope is made. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's literally. I love it though. It's great. It's simple. <laughs> no, it is. And I mean, it, and then so I watched that one. They went to go, and I was actually quite interested. No, because it's like the string, and then they kind of. They twist it and that was quite interesting. I think I watched this when I was a kid. Really? The rope episode. Yeah, the rope episode. is. is that's probably, yeah, the one or few that I actually remember watching as a kid. So he, he was like, it was his mooring rope, right? And he was moored up. And when he went to, to pull it yeah. off, it yeah. snapped. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's literally like, I need to go and get some more rope. Let's go and find out. Oh, no. Who was it? It was it. Uh, oh, Fizzcock's broken his rope. Yes, Rosie, we've got to help Fizzcock <laughs> with his rope. I mean, they didn't do a very good job because they tried to make some rope when they got back, and it was just full of string and mm. tangled everywhere. But but it was actually, it was a really good episode. I find Rosie and Jim very charming. Yeah, um, I like is, it. Yeah, this is this is got the theme song. And you know, what? I keep saying this every week. 
And it may be true every week, but God, this program. And I, I probably, I think I speak for every British kid who was born between 1986 and 1996. That Rosie and Jim, you, oh, man, this is actually maybe not 1996, but like 86 to about 92, I would say Rosie and Jim is just, you don't get more iconic and memorable. And yeah. it's one of those programs where you hear the theme song and you can just feel yourself transformed back to 1993. And I'm what, five years old. And yeah, after school on CITV, I'm watching Rosie and Jim. And I mean, I would even go as far as to say that people like kids from our generation were probably watching it when they were too old to be watching Rosie and Jim. No, but, I didn't watch Rosie and Jim as I got older. I'd so like this last guy because I watched I tried to watch an episode with all of them yeah I was looking at this blur because I have no idea who you are who John's coming the last guy oh no the last guy I was like sorry to this man <laughs> sorry to this <laughs> I was like I have no idea who you are I really enjoyed it like uh, even as a kid I yeah. just, the theme tune was like I mean there weren't many uh theme tunes that were as iconic as Frozen Jim. You probably right? ask, like I said, you ask every British kid who grew up in that era, they would know that Rosie and yeah, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Like even when I started this podcast and I was re- talking to loads and loads of people about what they like and what they want to see on this podcast, a lot of people were like Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim. Even in the trailer, one of the more common theme songs that was picked out was the Rosie and Jim one. Everyone's like, oh man, Rosie and Jim, I remember that. That used to be my thing. And it's it's that one show that you just think, man, that is just so memorable. So it's one of those forever programs that you will always remember Rosie and Jim, always. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And always a theme song that you just, that I'll close my eyes and I'm like, I'm coming back from school, probably got a packet of crisps in my hand. <laughs> And I'm watching Rosie and Jim. And because, yeah, I, I we used to live really close to the school. So it wasn't the case of, oh, I have to run back. I'm going to miss it. It was, yeah. Because I think, yeah, Alphabet Castle used to come on first. And then after Alphabet Castle would be Rosie and Jim. I don't remember the order, TV. but I just remember it being like... See, I really, yeah, that's how far I can go back with it. Like, I could probably tell you on a typical CITV day what would come on. So, like, for example, let's just say Friday. So you would have on a Friday, so 3.15, maybe 3 o'clock, you would have City and Sweep. 3 o'clock? When did you stop school? 3.15. Okay, same as us then. Yeah, so, and then maybe 3.15 would be, like, Alphabet Castle. This is a rough, by the way. This is not gospel. Don't take this word for word. Don't don't be going looking at no TV guide and be like, hey, this fool's wrong. But uh yeah, after Yeah, after Alphabet Castle would be Rosie and Jim. And then after Rosie and Jim would be Zap. Zap was oh yeah, definitely Zap on a Friday. Zap was on a Friday. Yeah. And I think after that would be maybe how? Or maybe how used to come on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Fun House. That was great. Would be 
When and was Art Attack That'll on? be the last program. I think Art Attack used to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, with How. I love that show. Yes. And we will do Art Attack very, very soon. I promise. Probably put that up against Smart, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. To go BBC two versus. Shows, yeah. yeah. Two, two art shows. One on BBC, one on. Smart had Morph, though, didn't it? What's that? Smart had Morph um, in it. Yeah. That was like. That was like. And was it the same animation studio that did Pingu as well? Very similar animation styles, at least. I love Pingu. But yeah, we're going well back. We're going well back. So let's talk about episodes of Rosie and Jim. So I did the rope one. Oh, you did the rope one. And I did the supermarket. There's one where they went to a supermarket as well. Okay, so I'll do my one then. Because I watched the pilot, which was Locks. So this was them Going finding through out about yeah, finding out about locks. That's so cool, man. Locks are so opening opening locks. No, but you know what? This was an episode that I thought had nothing to do with anything. But locks it didn't really explain anything. It was just but it surely John going somewhere and but the canal system is built on locks, right? Even even where I come from in the in the countryside. Oh. How to come in and yeah, out yeah. and okay, the okay, raising okay, of the yeah, water. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, because they were going through the canal and yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was a good one. Then there was a finding a way. So John's traveling along the River Severn through Worcestershire, and then he goes to some maze place, and he's basically going around in a maze and finding his way through the maze and 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 what have you. And I think in this episode, they break duck by accident, Rosie and Jim. So they're trying to get that fixed and going through the mazes and things like that. The last ever episode that John was in, the boat festival. So they go to a boat festival and they're trying to decorate the the boat up, trying to make it look nice and, and whatnot. And then I watched an episode with Pat. So this was yeah, this was her era, not not. No, not 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 her. I'm afraid. I mean, she did have earrings like Pat, mind you. <laughs> she did have the big old yeah. That's why it's called loopy loops, loopy loops, <laughs> with her big old earrings. And yeah, so basically, she's looking after a baby, and they're trying to get this baby to sleep, but the duck is being really, really belligerent and annoying and they're like be quiet duck the baby's trying to go to sleep and they're like loopy loops is trying to get her to sleep and duck's just going just yeah being really annoying it's like shut up i'm telling you as a parent that duck would have been ripped off and thrown in the water if it's ah! you're trying to wake the if it's waking the baby up and you're like been up for like yeah twenty five hours and they're now. all like going shh they kept peeking up from the boat going shh shh and they're like grabbing his beak going stop talking <laughs> duck and yeah the uh, the Neil Brewer episode I watched was the magic show so this was the last ever episode of Rosie and Jim and in this episode Neil goes to a magic show. He gets sawn in half and and what have you. And yeah, this was very I don't know. You could just see Rosie and Jim was 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 coming to an end. And so yeah, that was that was Rosie and Jim, and that was very, very lovely. 
Really lovely. I really enjoyed Raising Jim. It's not much, it's not even much apart from the felt tips I can take away from it. <laughs> apart from the felt tips. Yeah, exactly. Which was a completely unnecessary thing to mention about it. Okay, so let's now go to Tots TV. So that means going to January 1993 and some of the things happening in the world. Martin Luther King Jr. Day was observed in all 50 states of the United States for the very first time. Czechoslovakia is no more as the Czech Republic and Slovakia separate in what was known as the Velvet Divorce. The European Economic Community eliminates trade barriers and creates a European single market which we absolutely love in this country. Yay! Alive was in the cinemas. And I would say I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston was number one at the time, but it was still number one from 1992. Really? It was number one forever, this song. I do know this one. From The Bodyguard. I think it was Christmas number one that year as well, so it was still... Still number one. I think it was number one for about 10 weeks or so. It's pretty damn good, man. Yes. And so, Tots TV. So this was again, yeah, British children's television program produced by Ragdoll Productions. And it features three Ragdoll friends, Tilly, who was French, and she had red hair. And you had Tom, blue-haired boy with dark skin and glasses. And you had Tiny, who was the youngest top. And he had green hair and white skin. And obviously they had the pet donkey and a little dog called Furry Boo. And it was written by two of the puppeteers. So Robin, Robin Stevens, who plays Tom. And Andrew Davenport, they and he plays Tiny, so they basically came up with the show. And Tilly was played by three actresses. So you had Veronique Derelude, Derelude, and then Claire Kerr and Alexandra Hogg. I'm guessing only one of those was French. Yeah, by the name. Veronique. I did ask, I was going to ask you... Um... Was she French? Because she sounded... Her accent was very convincing. Mm, yeah, one of them was at least French, yeah. And yeah, Tots TV won two BAFTA awards for its producer, Ann Wood, and Vic Finch. Ann Wood, if you remember from Rosie and Jim. And it was also broadcast in the United States on the PBS network with Tilly speaking French, Spanish instead of French. Really? Yeah, so obviously... You I wonder to... what the Americans thought of it. Did, uh, did it go down well? I have no idea. I know here it was it was a big success and I feel like we missed a trick. Why? With, Rose, with Tots TV. Massive trick. How are we not fluent in French? You literally had a kid's show with someone talking French the whole time. Now, the only thing... We all probably picked up as British kids in French was Sacre Sacre magique, Sacre magique. Not even what will we see? Qu'est-ce qu'on va voir? What will we? Yeah, that means what will we see? Do you know what? I think 
this time round, I think I understood a lot more French. Yeah, same actually, same. Th- than, I, than I thought same. I would. I, I picked up a lot more French and I was listening to it thinking, okay, I can make it make sense a little bit. Because I remember once she said, she said, sorry. Pardon? But something, she said, je suis désolé. And I was like, and then she said something. When they translated it, they didn't say that she said sorry. And I was like, hang on a minute. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally they'll just repeat it, won't they? Yeah. She would say like, um, oui, tiny, d'accord. And they'd be like, yeah, okay, tiny. Kind yeah. Of, yeah, so that's what they would always, they would always do. And yeah, I, I, I love Tilly. She was my favorite. She is brilliant. I thought, Absolutely brilliant. Who was the one with glasses? Tom. Tom, yeah. I thought he looked like Eamon Holmes and I've always, <laughs> I've, I've always thought it. Yes, come along now, Tiny. <laughs> I thought he was great. Tom is, Tom is excellent. He's like the, the one in charge. Yeah. He's, he's like the older head out of all of them. And that, did you say it's a dog? The that, little furry that thing. That weird furry the, thing. We are a rat thing. Is it a rat or is it a dog? It's is a, it? Apparently it's a dog. Okay, it's in the rafters. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know what it was, but yeah, it was. It was just causing a nuisance for the tots at every turn. But no, yeah, this was. Uh, this is again another incredibly iconic, incredibly strong memories of 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 watching this. Yeah. Like you, ha- I have so much like strong emotions and. Again, I'm just like ah, missed a trick with the with the French. I think maybe this is just from me when I was a kid, but I used to think that Tots TV was a bit more childish than Rosie and Jim because they were aired about the same. They they did run together, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I they, remember they, them they being sort of the... interwove together. Yeah, I remember thinking Tots TV was a little bit more childish, but watching it back, I didn't think that. I thought it was great. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was watching it, and it's very cute. It's very nice. The three of them are wonderful together. Yeah, it's really good. So yeah, let's let's talk about some of the episodes of uh, Tots TV. Um, yeah, so I, I watched a few actually. Um, yeah, I watched about four. I watched one where there's a radio that was buried in the floor, and. I'm not sure it was the same episode, but there was one where they made a cake for the donkey as well. Yeah, I watched that one. Um, that was that was beach. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched that was one where they went to the beach and they were like throwing sand on that I, lady. I really liked that episode because they linked because you know how they were making sandcastles. Yeah, and that the fact that they need to use water to like make oh, it stand yeah. up. So stick the water. And, they, the and when they went back to try and make a cake for donkey, and they were thinking, why won't it stick? And then Tilly's like, I'll do it. And then she puts water into it. And they're like, you're going to ruin it. You're going to ruin it. And then, boom, it comes up with a cake. So I, I do like how they link those two aspects of it together. Yeah, it's pretty that good. That was really well done, I actually thought, by doing that. Yeah. Because I was thinking, okay, they've gone to the beach. Now they come back home and they're making a cake for a donkey. <laughs> Initially, I was like, that's really, yeah. really random. But then it's one of those, wait for it. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, um, yeah I watched that one. One where there's a radio buried in the floor and they were seeing what it did and, and then it broke at the end. 
Mm. Um, and then they were kind of like, well, that's the end of that. I was expecting them to, you know, fix it or something. And they're literally like, that's the end of that end of episode, um, which was quite weird. Uh, and one where they they were playing with shells from the beach. Mm-hmm. Not, it wasn't the beach episode, but it was another one where they were playing with shells. And they're looking how pretty it was. And, uh, ah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I watched. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. My favorite episode was Staying Up. So uh, basically, Tilly and Tom are like, we're going to go to sleep. We're really, really tired. Tiny was like, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to stay up all night long. And so Tilly and Tom are trying to go to sleep. But then Tiny's just causing an absolute ruckus. He's playing with toys. He's cleaning up. He's doing all sorts. So Tom goes uh, to Tiny going, yo, man, we're trying to get some sleep. Is that exactly how he said it? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how he said it. And then Tiny's like, my bad. This one's on me. I'm keep the noise down. They all go back to sleep. Tiny's making more noise. Tom goes down. Hey, man. Didn't I tell you to keep the noise down? And then Tiny's like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. My bad, bro. I'll keep the noise down. And then the third time he's making noise, Tilly steps in and she's like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm going to deal with this. And then she just reads him the riot act in <laughs> French. This is wonderful. She's like, Tiny! Attention! She, she's all like, Oh, she just tees off on him in French. Oh, I wish I could speak French. This is, oh, this is one of those where I wish I spoke French. She just, she just basically sticks it on him, and he's like, "Oui, d'accord, bonsoir," <laughs> and she just flicks her hair up. Like in the most typical French way possible, and this is just brilliant. But I love just the end. She's like, "Eta, oui," and he's like, "Okay, Tilly, d'accord, bonsoir," and just flicks her heads off. It's just absolutely magnificent. I just thought, oh my god, I love this girl. And it's like again, it was one of those where I bemoan the fact that I don't. Don't speak French. Just, ooh. And then, yeah, the uh, the last episode I watched was Trains. So they go and they learn about classic trains. And they find out that Tiny was driving one of them because he goes missing or whatever. And then they're, you know, singing all about trains. You get a bunch of kids, as you do with this show. This is the way we drive the train, drive the train, drive the train. <laughs> it's the way we drive our train early in the morning. And yeah, like there was singing in both shows, but it was nowhere near as as frequent. And Well, each show was like 15 minutes, right? The, the, yeah. These are like really bite-sized yeah, 10, kind 15 of... 10, yeah. 15 minutes. See, that's what I'm... This is what I'm talking about. 10, 15 minutes, get to the point, maybe, it's over. Yeah, I think maybe someone's just doing like the EPG of a channel and is like, guys, give me the long program so I don't have to do as much work. 
Oh, oh, uh, one I watched was a dentist episode. So they go visit the dentist. They Eesh. learn how the dentist works, how they brush their teeth. And then back home, one of them was predicting rain or whatever. So this was this was an episode where I was a little confused. Like, what? Well, okay, it doesn't quite add up. Because at least with the trains one, they're going back to the house and they're all playing with the trains. Yeah. And they're all bumping into each other and, and so on and so forth. And okay, that was cute. And it's, you know, relevant to the episode. Obviously, yeah, we spoke about the beach episode because we happened to both watch that. And yeah, I mean, with 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 this show, I mean, apart from Sar Magique and Qu'est-ce qu'on va voir? I'm just, yeah. I wish. I wish. Yeah, I mean... um, I wish I'd spoke. I wish I paid attention in French class. I didn't really. You literally had three French lessons. Yeah, but I just didn't. I wasn't interested. Because um, obviously for me, like, me personally, like, English ain't my mother tongue. Yeah. So one way or another, I learned a lot of English watching TV yeah. as a kid. You just do because obviously your mum ain't gonna talk. My mum talked to me in Somali, she won't talk to me in English. So, part of this was okay, this might be an opportunity for me to, as well as watching shows and, and, and picking up English, this might be a way for me to, to pick up French as well. Because you're w- watching someone who only talks French, yep, she says really catchy, punchy lines like Saka Magique and. But there was, there could have been more. Oh, and de toi. I'm a tossy teeny tom, teeny tom and tiny. We're the tots, tots of And de toi. Woo! So this was, again, something that could have picked up. But uh, alas, it wasn't, it wasn't to be. And as Brits, we will struggle as ever to speak or parlez-vous the Francais. I think, do you know what it is? I think as a Brit, first of all, like the Brits in general are incredibly lazy about uh, learning other languages. 100%. But that being said, I've traveled to many countries and I've not struggled with, apart from when I went to Togo uh, in Africa. That's the one time I did struggle. Actually, there was one other where I really struggled not speaking another language. And if I'd learned French... French would have been um, ideal to la- uh, to for those places. Uh, like, ex- I think it was in Algeria was one as well, to mm. ex French colony, and um, Togo was also an ex French colony and German, but French they all spoke. But no, yeah, that was uh, definitely a missed opportunity. So now we come to the decision, and I think I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go with Tots TV because of Tilly's rant. That swayed it for me at the end. She stole the show for me. Initially, I did think, oh, I don't know who to choose because obviously Rosie and Jimmy has a very special place in my heart as a kid. Yeah. As well as Tots TV, but just that bit at the end where Tilly just had a whole rant at Tiny in French and it was just absolutely magnificent. You didn't need to understand French to know that she... Wanted her sleep and she went playing around and he better fix up before she comes down and smacks him upside the head with that pan that he was washing. (laughs) 
I just thought that was brilliant. I loved that so much. And I was like, you know what? And then in the end, she's like, Stephanie? Oui? D'accord. Bonsoir. That's just classic for me. That is just, I love that. So over to you. Stephanie. Um, so I, I've been, I was hoping to make a decision on, um, the winner for me during this podcast because I was I had made a decision both shows are incredibly charming both shows are executed really well you yeah. know it's very sweet but mm. at the same time it's not annoying no yeah exactly um, I found that the, the the thing that obviously the, the put me off Rosie and Jim and it's really minor was literally the, the noise of the pens on the paper and it's it's quite a long intro bit because they do it every episode right on a chilly day on a sunny day on a whatever yeah um, but I think for me that the winner has is Rosie and Jim purely because the I I found what they were doing more interesting I thought the, the other ones they were going around and they're just kind of playing about <laughs> but Rosie and Jim were going like to the rope place and to the supermarket. Yeah. And I thought it was like a, I just thought it was cool. Um, no, it was. So. Rosie and Jim for me. Oh, okay. So that's, that's, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And, uh, I think we'll bring it to an end now. And, uh, that was a really good episode. I, I, I really liked that. And that was, uh, a really nostalgic one for me. Very nostalgic. Very nostalgic. Yeah. So uh, if you liked more of that, then uh, obviously Yesterday's Capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. So make sure to subscribe, like, listen, share, check it out. All of that, all of that good stuff. And uh, you can follow us on the socials on Insta at Yesterday's Capers 1, on Twitter at Yesterday Capers. You can follow me on Instagram at Abdullah underscore Molim. Follow me on Twitter at Abdullah Molim, all one word. You can send me messages there. You could tweet me. You can at me. All of that. And uh, Total Boxing Content, where can they find that? Uh, so it's Total Boxing Content, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, and at TBC Boxing on Twitter. Cool, cool. So I look forward to hear you guys talking about Wilder and Ortiz, probably. Yep, that's so that's on um, that's on the on the on the cards very very shortly. So hopefully that will be released early next week. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, yeah, definitely check that out, and uh, yeah, join us next time for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.